Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. My name is Simon Miller and this is a podcast about pro wrestling. Uh, We didn't hit Saturday again this week, but this time it actually wasn't my fault because I had to update Adobe Edition and that just brought everything crashing down to its knees. So I thought, well, there's no point point rushing it. So I thought uh, I'd get it out as and when. But look, as long as we're getting one, roughly one a week, I mean, it will be Saturday going forward. It really will be. It's just been... uh, yeah, it's just been crazy, crazy times. But uh, thank you, everyone, for downloading. Thank you for everyone who does listen. I mean, not a lot is going on in the world of wrestling at the moment, is it? We're kind of in that grey period between pay-per-views. We don't have um, No Mercy, which is obviously the new WrestleMania for two weeks, week and a half, whatever it is. And then Hell in a Cell is, is, is ages away. Yeah, we've already got our main event. It is going to be Jinder Mahal versus... <laughs> Shinsuke Nakamura to the match we've all been waiting for. And surely that's going to be in Hell in a Cell. Surely. Surely you can't have that match again without a stipulation. And surely the Hell in a Cell is there to keep out the Singh brothers. I mean, why? Are, oh, man. I've got no problem with uh, 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 Jinder Mahal, like I said, being the champ. We've had this conversation before. But it is starting to get to that point where it is a bit like... Are we enjoying this? Does he bring good matches? Is he a main event? Is he a main event dude? You know, I mean, I don't know. I don't, to me, to me, it's not evolving and it's not progressing as much as maybe it should. And I know a lot of people don't agree with this, but I do think they're misusing Nakamura. He doesn't feel like as uh, as exciting as he once did. Not necessarily his. Well, it's not his fault at all. Uh, maybe that's just the WWE, WWE way. I don't know. But yeah, that's our main event for that. Obviously, No Mercy is a lot more exciting. No Mercy is actually shaping up to be. I mean, just fantastic, if, if we're honest. Like, I really enjoy that WWE has decided to to go this full full in on it because it makes it exciting. Like, I get people that say this should be what we're building to for WrestleMania 34. But at the same time, like, why? What, you don't know what's going to happen next year. We've got floods. We've got the threat of nuclear war. It's much better to pull the trigger on these things. If everything lines up, especially if the you know the plan is to do Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania again, which would be the only problem I have with all of that is I don't like the same person uh, main eventing WrestleMania all the time because I feel like it it takes away diminishing returns. So again, I'm actually I'm nothing against Roman Reigns, but I don't necessarily want to see him headline other pay per view. I'm also not a huge match a match, not a huge fan of matches repeating itself in the WrestleMania main event. So we've seen Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. I don't feel like I need to see... I mean, maybe that won't be the main event. Maybe something else will, you know, come come along. But I don't... I don't know. It just, that doesn't, to me, seem like an exciting matchup, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Because we've seen it. Simple as that. Even if it is the coronation of Roman Reigns and therefore you want that to be the last thing that everybody sees, it's just not that exciting. That's the truth of it. So anyway... Um, I'm all right with No Mercy. I'm very excited about John Cena versus Roman Reigns. I think a lot of the negativity comes just because people have bees in their bonnets about Roman Reigns and John Cena. But with that said, it does feel like a big match. And it is one of those matches where you're not 100% sure which way they're going to go. 
And that's why I like it. And again, you could have saved that for wrestling. You could have saved the Braun Strowman versus. Uh, you could have switched it and just moved. You know, switched the 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 the, the pay per views around and move this to WrestleMania. Probably put Roman Reigns and Cena for the title. But you know, we're doing it now, and I'll I'll be intrigued to see what the fallout is. I'm especially intrigued to see what happens with John Cena because to me, John Cena has to lose this match after everything that's happened in the build up with the promos. And obviously what you deemed the future of the company to be. Like, again, if Roman Reigns is earmarked for the main event of 34, you can't have him lose to Cena here because you're just giving yourself too much to do. So to me, Roman Reigns has to win. And then Roman Reigns has to return and really stick it to John Cena. And John Cena can't do his whole, oh, yeah, but who cares, you know. Oh, and actually, actually, I'm pretending I don't actually care when he comes out and goes, ah, who cares, life's still great, whatever. But I think in this, you know, if you, if you really want to start pushing Roman into that position, which he is already in, but I mean, you know, he feels like the next John Cena, or however you want to call it, then yeah, you can't, uh, he can't come out and act like it doesn't matter. It has to matter. Otherwise, why the hell are we watching this stuff <laughs> in the first place? But I like it. I like No Mercy. I think Raw is more exciting than SmackDown at the moment. Although I am intrigued about the Shane McMahon angle. Mostly because Vince is coming back. So obviously Shane McMahon attacked Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens said he was going to sue. That meant Shane McMahon got relieved as his position as general manager. Or commissioner, whatever he is. And it was announced that this week on SmackDown, or next week on SmackDown, uh, Vince McMahon will be coming back. And what I hope they do, and this is all over the internet, so it's not like I'm some savant or anything. What I hope they do is they put Kevin Owens in charge and it's the Kevin Owens show because I think he's got the mic skills to pull it off. I think it'd be really funny, really entertaining. I'd enjoy it. And then you can build to a match between Shane McMahon and Kevin Owens in a Hell in a Cell should you want to do that. I've got no problem with that match because as I've said on this podcast before, Shane McMahon will always be treated like he's important. So if Kevin Owens is in there with him too and they have a good match, it's only going to benefit Kevin Owens going forward. So, you know, I'm, I'm, perfectly, I'm perfectly happy uh, for, for them to do that. So we'll see. I mean, if we did start looking to WrestleMania 34 from where we are, are we kind of on that road? I know it starts in January, but it's always around this time the seeds are starting to be placed because, again, you can't put anyone that you've got big plans for in a bad position because you're just asking, you're just giving yourself too much to do. I mean, John Cena's going to have a match. Let's say Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar are, are, are taken up. They're in the main event. I mean, personally, I guess maybe Braun Strowman versus John Cena would be interesting. I'd enjoy it, depending how it was built up. Samoa Joe versus John Cena there would be good. We've never seen that. I think it's a match everybody would enjoy. Does The Undertaker come back? I mean, I personally hope that he doesn't. I don't think you do that kind of finish where you leave your clothes in the ring and then come back. I think, you know, again, that is, you know, we mentioned it once already, that is diminishing returns. The more you do that stuff, the more it's like, oh, really? We're doing this again? Right. Okay. whoop de doo so I wouldn't mind him not him not being there. And there is a lot of interesting programs. Like, is Jinder Mahal still going to be champion by then? What's Orton going to be doing? Uh, you know, Kevin Owens. What's, what's The Shield going to be doing? I have a feeling the this little mini reunion between Ambrose and Rollins will... Well, I hope so anyway, in, in, in a certain extent. But I'd like to see them go at it in Mania because I think they could steal the show. I think if you had Ambrose versus Rollins, and we had this really good long story arc where Ambrose eventually turns heel on Seth and says, you know, I never forgave you. And, you know, we still got to... Because they're over at the moment, which is great. If we had that, and then alongside that, we also had Nakamura versus AJ Styles, which is the other rumoured match... That just sounds that just sounds awesome. Do you know? I think once you do that, it kind of almost negates what the main event is because you know 
you know, if you're a, if you're an internet fan, I don't like saying that. I think it's it's ridiculous. But if you're an internet fan, you've got the workhorses that you want, and you do have. I can't think of the right word, but you. I get it. I understand. You're still annoyed that the main event is Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. You don't want to see that. But you've still got your dream matches on WrestleMania. And I know it's a cliche to say it was all main events at WrestleMania because it's obviously bollocks. But you can still treat AJ Styles versus Nakamura, even if it opens the show, as your main event because you're seeing that New Japan match in the WWE, which at one point was never going to happen. So for my money, pretending... I don't know. Pretending that it's not important, even if it does open the show, is ridiculous. I don't think that negates it at all. I actually still think it's incredibly exciting. I feel like we should run down the entire roster now and try and put them in Mania matches. But as I haven't planned that, it's probably a bad idea. Because, I mean, my worry is that we're going to get... And again, this may not be so bad, depending how it's done. But I have a feeling you could see something like Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn at WrestleMania 34... Again, it's been done to death, but you know they're going to have a good match. And on that stage, they'd probably up their game more. And again, if you have those three matches that we've just talked about, these are talented, talented wrestlers who are going to put on good in, you know, they're going to perform in the ring. And you probably would get that from Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, to be honest, because they are very good. But I mean, that proper sort of, you know, we'll, we'll tear it right down, though we shouldn't, that indie-style match. Those three guys will give it to you, and they'll be doing it on the biggest stage of all. And I think it would be amazing to see. But, you know, who knows? I mean, Bray Wyatt, he's got to fit into the picture. Finn Balor, he's got to fit into the picture. There's loads of dudes. And I am really intrigued to see if Jinder Mahal cannot still be SmackDown champ at WrestleMania because, well, I guess if he loses, it's fine. Maybe it's Jinder Mahal versus John Cena at WrestleMania 34. John Cena wins his 17th world title. 17th, right? Yeah. I could see them doing that. Who knows? Who knows? We've got a long way to go before there. We've got to pick the Rumble first. Who the hell is going to win the Royal Rumble? On the subject of pay-per-views, make sure you go to the Facebook group. Just search for Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast in your Facebook search bar. Uh, like the page, join up. Slight moderation process just because uh, sometimes idiots try and join. And make sure you join Mitch's Fantasy League, which kicks off again with no mercy. And whoever wins gets a prize. Although the person that won the first season still hasn't contacted me. Or if you have, contact me again. i got a prize for you. So definitely do that. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Simon316. Again, all these podcasts are supported by Patreon, patreon.com for Simon316. Even if you throw in a dollar, it helps me no end. So I would appreciate that. And you can subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. YouTube.com forward slash C forward slash The Miller Report rules or just search for The Miller Report. Um, yeah, some controversial videos up there at the moment. Should you enjoy controversy? I think maybe we should talk about GFW. That seems to be a pertinent thing to do, given that if you don't know, you are out the loop. You know, once again, there's difficulties <laughs> when it comes to that. Oh, excuse me, from nowhere. <clears throat> I beg my points. Usually I've got a cough button for that, but I wasn't ready for that at all. But yeah, I think um, that it doesn't seem to be as bad as people first thought. Now, obviously, Jeff Jarrett has left the company, and that is bad because still he, he still owns the rights to the GFW name, which is now cool. So what's going to happen that nobody knows. And obviously, when, um, when you kind of lose, you know, when, when high-up personnel go, and it's personnel that's been pretty much at the top of the chain who's been trying to save the company especially a company that's had so many, so many problems like TNA slash GFW, you start saying to yourself, you know, are we in for... Are, is this actually going to survive this time? And it almost seems redundant to ask that now because it's survived so many times. But it does seem crazy that 
we're here again. Like, who is in charge of GFW TNA? What happens now? Anthem say they're they're dedicated to to staying on. They're not going to, you know, uh, they don't want to sell to the WWE. They want to keep their tape library. They're launching their their digital service soon, which is basically the WWE network for GFW or, or all the TNA content. So it doesn't look like they're gonna, you know, pull the rug out of it anytime soon. But the, the real question is, how are they making any money? Because they're on Pop TV, they just re-signed with Pop, and they make no money from ads. They've got some weird share deal. I'm not 100% sure how it works. So in that sense, you've got to start thinking, okay, so they're not making money there. They don't make money from house shows, because they're not doing that many. And I can't believe that when they do, it has you know any super huge effect. And then there's you know the pay-per-views they do every now and then. But let's be honest, are you watching the pay-per-views? Am I watching the pay-per-views? No. <laughs> no is the answer and by and large i don't think the even the hardcore gfw audience buys those pay-per-views because even when tna was massive on spike and doing what well, did like 1.1 1. 1 or whatever it was in the ratings which is incredible now when you look back they still couldn't sell anything on pay-per-view because people weren't invested in their pay-per-views so going forward what do they do and it is a shame because their roster is brilliant there are so many names on that roster who are who are top tier talent could easily make it in wwe or you know are being successful on the indie scene but what, you know, what do you, but what else do you do? So you've got good, right now everyone says that the GFW product is good. Jim Cornette smashing it. Uh, it's got interesting storylines like the Lashley stuff they're doing where he's torn between MMA and wrestling. Everyone says this stuff is, this stuff is great. But if you've got the talent and you've got the matches and you've got the shows and you've got TV to a certain extent, I don't know. I don't know. I just, it's, it's, to me, it seems like a really, really difficult situation to be in. And I'm not a businessman, and it's being run by people that are much smarter than me. But yeah, I can't... Uh, I don't know what they do, and I hope they do survive. This isn't me being all doom and gloom to them. I'm sure they'll be fine. I'm sure they've got plenty of plans in place. I don't want to see them go anywhere. Competition is the greatest thing for pro wrestling, and as soon as we lose that, and it becomes a monopoly, which it won't, I don't think, in this stage. But... Um, yeah, I. It's just I, I couldn't believe it when you know you wake up and it says that Jeff Jarrett has actually, you know, he's, he's left the company on personal reasons. And when I mean it could be personal reasons, it you know it really 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 it could be personal reasons. But it's still not good when the guy that's leading the charge leaves the company. It's just not. It's just not. That's the that's the long and the short of it. So we'll see what happens. Like I say, I think the best thing you could listen to if you haven't is that, I can't remember his name, Ed Nordholm, I think it's pronounced. I always get it wrong. He did an interview for Wrestling Observer, and he was—he seemed very transparent and upfront about it, and he doesn't seem to be worried at all. And he certainly wasn't interested in selling the library to, uh, to, to WWE, which makes sense. Why would you do that? Why would you sell? That's where all your money is, right? In your archives. Especially, I mean, it's, it's both good and bad that you can watch through the archives and go, Oh, look how look how many stars they lost over the last few years. However, they're still stars and people want to watch stars. While I think about it, actually talking about amazing events, Progress just announced that they are gonna they're gonna do the, the Wembley Arena, which is amazing. I don't know how much the Wembley Arena holds, but I know it's I know it's massive. And I'm really, really excited about that. I hope they do really well. Hopefully if you are in England and you listen to this, you can support them. Um, but that'd be really exciting. On the subject of progress, my wrestling training starts again two weeks on Thursday. So it's like 18 days or something. So I will do mini updates on here. I think well, it is it is going to be on, on the what culture on the what culture page again, which is good. And obviously, I'll do stuff on Patreon too. 
so you can get all that stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, now that's pretty much, there's nothing really, I'm sure there's smaller things that are going on, like the Ronda Rousey news. It seems very likely she's going to have a match at Survivor Series and also have a match at WrestleMania. Now the only problem with that is, should have mentioned this in the WrestleMania point, we're jumping around now. The only problem is it'd be one-on-one -on -one at WrestleMania, obviously it'd be a traditional Survivor Series match at Survivor Series. The choices at the moment are Charlotte, Great. Stephanie McMahon, not great. Now, I actually think that Ronda Rousey could be really good in WWE. She's a natural athlete and she's passionate about wrestling. And usually those two things combined means you're going to do okay. However, you put anybody in the ring with Stephanie McMahon and it's going to take a little bit away from it. Now, she's not actually terrible. And she's proven before she can put on at least an entertaining spectacle. But I just think Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey has so much more interest. And the end product could be so good that it kind of generates headlines it's going to gener generate headlines anyway but if they can have a genuinely good match i really do think that could be a game changer for wwe especially if other sports people see it see how much buzz it gets maybe they'll start thinking oh maybe i want to do this i mean there's a bit pie in the sky sure but i genuinely think that that does have the possibility to do that and i don't know how other people feel about this i for one am always up for celebrities of that ilk coming in i think it only does well for wwe and it has the intrigue factor and much like conor mcgregor versus floyd mayweather i like the intrigue factor even if it is a freak show levels they just do they just do but we'll see i think if she's on that wrestlemania 34 car with everything else we just talked about that's going to be a really good event i mean they'll ruin it because it'll go on for nine hours and we'll all be bored with that said i like it i really really do I think that's, you're going to be shouting, Simon, you didn't talk about this. I, I mean, nothing will happen on Raw. It's fine. SmackDown and Raw were fine. They were filler shows. Do you know what I mean? They were, they were okay. Uh, there, were some, um, there were some low points. Absolutely. I, again, I enjoyed the, the interaction between John Cena and Roman Reigns. I really think they're handling that well. But otherwise, sure. And I haven't actually, you know, a few people ask me, this, I, had, I haven't got around to watching the Mae Young Classic yet. I am going to watch it, but the thing with me is I don't care about spoilers. So I don't care that... Uh, I don't care that I know who's in the finals. I watched it just to see, did I like the presentation? Did I like the yeah, did I like the match quality? I don't care about results. Um, I care about results, but I don't care about knowing beforehand. I want to watch it to, you know, see how it was presented and put, and put together. So I will watch that. But it certainly seems to be a success. I mean, I don't think it means much that it was in the top eight programs on... Uh, in the top, you know, the, the in the ratings, basically, for the WWE Network, it was the, the top eight shows were the first two releases of the Mae Young Classic. I think that means much, because what else is on the network at the moment? Not a lot. So, um, it's it's good that it's doing well, and it's good that people are watching it, but I don't necessarily think that means it's been a game changer or anything, or anything like that. Uh, I also think it's bizarre some people won't watch it because it's just women. That's <laughs> the stress. <laughs> We're living in, like, 1932. Like, women can't play golf, and they shouldn't... Oh, mental. Absolutely mental. So, anyway, what I thought we'd do this time is... Uh, all right, I just put a shout-out on my Twitter, Simon316, asked for some questions, and I just thought we'd run through them. So, we'll do that. Excuse me, what is going on with my stomach today? Stuff coming from nowhere. Uh, but the man, the myth, the legend, Adam Pearson, said, with GFW launching its own on-demand subscription service, which we did talk about, do you see them getting other indies like Ring of Honor on board, or will it just exist? I think that's what they have to do if they want it to be successful. Like, who out there, and I'm not being a dick, I'm just being honest, who out there wants to spend, I think it's $7.99 on GFW content? You get Impact like 10 days after it airs on Pop, and you get Archives. Now, I'm sure they'll start going through YouTube and, and clearing a lot of that up, but I bet you can still find it on YouTube or Daily Motion, so you've got that option. 
I just don't think there's enough new content there to justify it. However, if you do put stuff on there like Ring of Honor or Crash or AAA or whoever else they're working with, that stuff is a lot harder to find. And then it does have more interest. I just don't think the GFW World Service, or whatever they're calling it, can just be GFW. It sounds like a contradiction in terms, but it's true. So I hope they do get a load of indies on board. I think that'd be really good. And I know I'd look forward to that. Then all of a sudden, that's something I'm interested in, especially, like I know Triple Mania was recently, and there was nothing on there I wanted to watch. But if they could pique my interest, like New Japan has done time and time again over the last year, I probably would buy in for one month. And then maybe when I'm there, I hang around. You just don't know. I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I think embracing a streaming service in 2017 is almost imperative, depending we don't know what's going to happen with TV. However, it has to have worth to it as well. And GFW does have worth, but maybe just not necessarily that kind of worth. So we will see. Uh, Trenares, if I'm pronouncing you right, said, who is a successful and popular wrestler whose appeal you just don't get? That's a very good question. I don't know, is my answer. Who do people like? Well, I never like when Enzo and Cass were super over, even before they got brought up to the main roster, I never really understood why everyone loved them so much. That was lost on me. To me, they were just a catchphrase, and I found Enzo very annoying. And you can go back to videos way long ago on What Culture, especially where I said that. So I never really got Enzo and Cass, but obviously me saying that now has changed a lot because, you know, they've kind of fallen off a cliff. Who else? I can't think of anybody now. I'm trying to think of people that are at the top of the card. I mean, I like Seth Rollins, but I'm not a huge Seth Rollins guy. I know some people absolutely love him. I actually prefer Dean Ambrose. He was always my favorite of, of, of the Shield guys. Um, I can't think. I don't think there's anyone I really, really hate. Never been super into Randy Orton, but I think a lot of people feel that way. I think a lot of people are always like, yeah, he's okay, but no one actually sort of super, super invested in him. And then I can't think of anybody else that I truly don't think belongs. I guess I'm more the other way. Like, I don't, I've never minded Roman Reigns. He's never annoyed me, whereas obviously a lot of people are disgusted by him. And I was a Daniel Bryan guy too. I love Daniel Bryan. I love the fact he had his moment. I was devastated when he was retired. So it's not like it worked that way around. I just thought Roman Reigns was okay. And I thought, what if you're going to push him? Fine, push him. Cool. <laughs> I hope you enjoy it. I'll have a think. Maybe something will pop in my brain as we go and I'll shout it out. Mike Anthony, favorite Mexican wrestler past and present. Well, Eddie Guerrero counts, right? I, mean, that's, I don't know why I'm questioning that. Of course he does. But yeah, I mean, Eddie Guerrero is... Uh, I, mean, I mean, there you go. Actually, talk about Eddie Guerrero. But again, I think a lot of people went through this too. There was a time when I didn't really get Eddie Guerrero. You know, I, I, knew, he was a good, I knew he was a good wrestler, but I didn't have that, I didn't have that passion that a lot of people had for him. Like, I didn't feel like he was a, a must-see or anything like that. However, then there was that time where all of a sudden he seemed to be just having the greatest time ever in the ring, and that's when I really kind of fell in love with Eddie Guerrero. He just seemed to be having such a good time, and he was so funny. Yeah, I mean, that was it for me. I just, yeah, I just thought he was amazing, and he just made me laugh, and all the stuff with his, you know, lie, cheat, and steal. I was just like, it's just great. It's just absolutely wonderful. And then I got it. So, you know, I, I, I utterly bought in. So, yeah, Eddie Guerrero would be would be there. I always liked Rey Mysterio, but never a huge Rey Mysterio guy. He was, he was obviously talented, but I, I wouldn't say I was, uh, you know, ever super enamored with him. Oh, gosh. Uh, Bo Murray. Can't talk today. Is Bray Wyatt the next Undertaker, in your opinion? No, he's not. Uh, if you watch any of my What Culture stuff, a lot of people dislike me for this. I just don't like Bray Wyatt. I don't even like his entrance. 
I don't think it's. I think it's okay. I don't think it's anything special. I change his entrance music. I think that's half the problem. I don't think it evokes anything. It's just a cool song, but it doesn't make me think. Oh, great! Here comes Bray Wyatt. I think, and I did like Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt for a time. I thought he had huge potential, but his promos don't make any sense. It's. I don't know. I just don't think they had to book him. Like I liked all the hocus pocus stuff with the Undertaker and Kane. I did. It was some of my favorite thing they did on TV. But they're just not treating it the same with Bray Wyatt. Like having an overhead projector at WrestleMania is bad, and, it, and it, he doesn't have that good matches. And his promos suck, and he never wins. The Undertaker always won. That's what people forget about. He probably won too much, but still, it worked. It gave him an aura, and it made you believe he couldn't be beaten. But he did always win. I know you're going to be out there now going, we lost this match. Okay, but if you sit down and actually think about it video video to video, match to match, you can tell what's on my mind. He always won his feuds. And what feud does Bray Wyatt win? None. None. I think the real, the real changing point for me is when he didn't win that match against Chris Jericho. I can't remember what the paper the pay-per-view was now, but he really should have won that. You know, Chris Jericho was basically still in his part-time phase. I couldn't believe that. I think that, to me, was the beginning of the end. Matthias Sandberg. I think I got you. Maybe it's Mattis. I don't know. What's your PSN ID? Would be awesome to play some games online with you. Well, that's very nice. Just to be a massive tease, that's the kind of stuff I give out to patrons. Just because, like I said, mini community, and I just think that's the way it works. So if you would like to join the Patreon, we are going to be doing a Destiny 2 live stream soon. You can come join me in that. Patreon.com for Simon 316. You can get all my PSN ID information. But thank you for wanting to play with me. I appreciate that. Terrence Elliott. Maybe a bit late for the Q&A, definitely not. But who has been your biggest inspiration in the gym? I like how the, the wrestling questions are no longer wrestling. I'm all right with it, though. You can ask me anything you want. Uh, my biggest is, well, Triple H, there you go, actually does tie in. The reason I started lifting weights was Triple H, as weird as it sounds. The thing that I was really drawn to uh, about pro wrestling when I first started watching it, I mean, it was the showmanships and the, and the promos and the, and the over-the-topness, but... It was also the physiques. I loved the fact they all look like superheroes. It was just incredible. And Triple H, obviously, when it goes, you know, <laughs> the 2000s came around and boy, did he change. But it was an inspiration to me to work out. And here I am 17 years later and I'm still doing it. And I still love it and I'm still excited about it. So, yeah, absolutely, Triple H. I mean, there have been other people over the years. Like when I actually got into bodybuilding, uh, you know, people like Johnny Cutler, uh, Johnny Cutler, Jay Cutler, and Ronnie Coleman. All those guys, Dexter Jackson, the classics, um, Flex Wheeler, you know, they, 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 they did inspire me. I, never, I realized I would never have those kind of physiques, but seeing how they trained and how dedicated they were, uh, you know, that, that is inspiring. That is inspiring in itself. But yeah, Triple H was the guy to tie it back into wrestling effortlessly. He, he was the guy. Diesel, why isn't Owen Hart ever a playable character in any of the W2K games? I think it's because Martha Hart, who I believe is the name of his wife, it has the, owns the rights or... That's all to tie it up with her, and she doesn't want any... You know, she wants no part in pro wrestling, and who am I to say that's... You know, I, who, who couldn't understand that, right? I mean, it's not something that I'd comment on overly, but, you know, how on earth could you ever ever criticize Owen Hart's wife for not liking pro wrestling? I think that makes a lot of sense, to be completely honest. Uh, Diesel, who do you think on the indies right now will definitely someday be WWE champion? Well, I'd like Keith Lee to one WWE champion. I think Keith Lee is a wonderful pro wrestler, and I think he's got all the tools to make it in WWE. Outside of that, I mean, I, I totally believe that Will Ospreay could do it. I know a lot of people say, oh, he's not big enough. I don't think it matters. I think he's that talented and, and understands that he could easily be WWE champion. I think he'd wow that audience like he wows most audiences. 
Oh, there's two. Oh, Michael Elgin, he'd be fantastic. Okada with Kenny Omega, you know. I mean, that's probably not an indie scene guy because they're in New Japan. It doesn't really count. But, I mean, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous, but I think he has all the tools to be uh, to, to be WWE champion. I know that's a controversial point. A lot, not a lot of people agree. But I love Cody Rhodes. I'm a big fan. So, yeah. We'll uh, we'll see what happens with him. I think he goes back to one day. And I think he, I think he does well. I, I really would need a list. I'm trying to I'm trying to come up with people now that I think that I've seen that I know are really 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 good. Even someone like Jay Lethal. I think Jay Lethal's got a lot of talent, and I think he's got experience too. Uh, Jim, is Xavier Woods the one taking John Cena's spot, not Roman? But everyone, including Vince, is missing that because he's part of a team. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think you mean because he's obviously out and about and he's doing loads of stuff and he you know he gets himself around he's got his own YouTube channel but no Xavier Woods is not the new John Cena I'm, I'm sorry I'm sorry I feel bad but he's not uh just a guy called G1 are you in favor of a cross-brand WWE women's tag title if you mean cross-brand as in having one tag team division they can go from Raw to Smackdown yes as long as they get more women in just because I just don't think that, I mean, to me, I would have had the tag team divisions and the women's divisions on either Raw. So I would have had, say, the SmackDown, uh, the tag team titles on Raw and then the women's division on SmackDown. Because I don't think they're big enough draws in themselves, but I do think they're interesting enough to, to go on a, not that they're big enough draws, I don't mean that, but I think one's not going to be lacking if they don't have have that on it. Because I just don't think there's enough tag teams, I don't think there's enough women. If they can get more women, then absolutely... But they just don't have that many women. Hopefully, they made young classic changes. That hopefully that's one of the reasons they did it because they know they have to, you know, have deeper rosters. I mean, I would like it if we didn't have the woman segment on Raw. It was just a feud. And they decided how much time they would like or would not like to give to it because they usually do is oh, it's the women's time now, and they all get thrown into one big schmoz, and it's never as good. So that's what I, you know. That's that would be my my preference. Uh, Rotter Killer Gurk, interesting Twitter name. Everyone with a huge streak loses to someone to bring them over. Who will Oscar be facing to drop the streak? Well, I wouldn't have Oscar drop her streak for a while. I think it's, a, it's such an easy story to explain to a, a non-NXT audience that you should do that. This woman never lost in NXT. Got it. There you go. Got it in less than 10 words. So hopefully they don't do that. Hopefully they, they keep it on for a while because there's definitely, uh, there's definitely worth in it. Otherwise... I mean, it depends if she's heel or face. If you turn a heel, somebody like Becky Lynch could, you know, could could benefit from that really well, I think. You know, if you really were going to try and get her over. I think it depends. I think really, if you beat someone with a streak, it's best if they're a heel and you can get a face over. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure who that person would be. I think that's really difficult. I think it depends how important they treat it when she arrives on the main roster. If they treat it like it's important, then you should use it to build someone like they do with Brock Lesnar. If they're just going to throw it away, then who even gives a damn to begin with? So ask me that question a week after she's come up so I can observe and, and let you know. Uh, Matt Jones, do you think Kane will get a headline slot, a Hall of Fame, or a non-headline induction? I think it could go either way. I think they'd probably give him a non-headline one, but I definitely believe that he deserves a headline one. I think Kane is drastically underrated. He's one of my favorite uh, stars as a kid. I absolutely... Oh, just I, just I loved him. I just loved him. I really, really did. So I'd like to see him get inducted properly, but who knows? Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. I mean, he hasn't even retired properly yet. You know, he's just... He's off becoming a governor wherever he wants to do. So... Hopefully he's still got a few more matches in him. I like Kane. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of Kane. 
Danye West, what's your favourite promo of all time? That is a difficult question. I mean, my favourite opening promo is the SummerSlam 97 one. The, uh, no one, uh, life isn't fair, but nobody said it would be. That's my favourite. I love that promo. That is just, oh, it gives me chills. I love that promo so much, I went out and found the licence-free music that they had when I was a kid. And that's when the internet was not like it was now, and I've still got that production library. I've got all the, the production library. Like, if you remember when The Rock uh, became WWF champ for the first time at uh, Survivor Series, the next night on Raw, they had that, Rock's a millionaire, Rock's a WWE champ. They had that music in the background. It was going, worst impression ever. But that song, I can tell you, the production music of that is called Eggshell. Because I remember when me and my mate found it, we were like, what the flip is it called Eggshell for? How bizarre is that? But yeah, I love that SummerSlam 97 promo. Punk's 2011 promo would be up there. John Cena every now and then busts out a promo. Back in the day, Austin and The Rock had too many to count. You know, Austin cut so many good promos. I think, you know, the Austin and Rock JR promo before WrestleMania 17, when it's just them in a locker room and, and JR uh, uh, adjudicating. That was that was that would definitely be up. That was really, really good. I don't think I have a favorite one. I think it, de- it depends as and when. But yeah, but they they they'd be the ones that that jump into jump into my head. Michael Collins, I'm going to the States and will be attending No Mercy. Awesome. I hope you have a great time. What mercy should I get? I don't know what that means. And what chance should I try to start? Do you mean what merch? What merch should I get? Whoever your favorite wrestler is. Buy their shirt and support them. What chance should I try to start? Whatever the appropriate chant is at the time. We never do that in wrestling anymore. And it's almost a novelty. So you should chant the appropriate thing and make the show feel great. <laughs> Man that you fear at DJ Wallet who gets a special shout out because he was a, a huge Patreon supporter uh, 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 this month. And that's not to say that I, 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 I mean this. I appreciate anything. If someone puts a dollar in there, I swear to you, every time I see it, I'm like, that is crazy. Uh, someone actually just gave me a dollar. That's amazing. But I mean, man that you fear at DJ, well, he really did go above and beyond. I won't say the figure, but it was genuinely humbling. So as he's here, I will shout him out and say thank you very much. Has your trolling ever landed you in trouble with someone famous? If you don't know, my YouTube channel is basically one big troll. I mean, it's not a troll. It's just meant to be humor, satirical humor. But on the internet, it has become trolling. Uh, yes. Hideo Kojima uh, saw a video I did on him once where I insinuated he drove a BMW just because Kojima rhymed with Beamer. And as it turned out, he wasn't a fan of that at all. He was very upset. And do you like sprouts? Yeah, they're good. They're nice. All vegetables are good. I like all, ve- I like all healthy things. He also says, when will you finish reviewing the Batman movies? All that information is on the Patreon. I always update you about what I'm doing with videos and stuff, so you can go there. Jason Manuick, should also go to Raw SmackDown? I really don't think it matters. I mean, I'd like her to go to SmackDown just because Charlotte's there, and I think they'd have the best matches, but you've got Sasha Banks on Raw. Bailey's there. I need to do a lot of work on her, obviously. I do like Alexa Bliss. I think she's getting better. Becky Lynch on SmackDown. I think that would be a great match. So either way, there's women there. I don't, I'm don't. i not really fussed. Callum Teeter, what would you like to see Titus Worldwide do? Be pushed properly. Titus Worldwide is one of those... It's one of those staples that back in the Attitude Era would actually have been treated, um, you know, it would have been something. It would have been like Kai and Tai or something, which was obviously bollocks. But at least it actually got featured each week and had storylines that progressed and, you know, you could buy into. Whereas Tai's Worldwide is kind of like, oh, they're here. Oh, they're gone. It's just, you know, there's no logic to it. There's absolutely no logic to it. They just come and go as and when... As and when they come, I don't get that. I don't get it. I just It seems pointless to me. So if you're going to have them on TV, have them on TV. Have them do something properly. But they never do that. And that always baffles me. 
It really does. And I like it. I actually think they found a good spot for Titus. If they actually let Apollo Crews talk, I think this could actually work for him too. Uh, and you've got, um, you know, Tazawa works in there. I think you could build into this huge thing with guys you're not using. Make it a proper stable. But instead, as always, it just feels like, meh, yeah, whatever. I don't get it. It's crazy. Why even have them? Why even have them if you're not going to put them into storylines? I know they had the 205 Live stuff, but it never, to me, felt like they were going to pull the trigger on it. Just my opinion. And finally, Sean Bateman, what is the best, worst wrestling movie that was not made by WWE or WCW? I wouldn't even know. Do, do wrestling movies even exist? I mean, the best one, I guess, is Beyond the Met. The worst one, I guess, is that dog one that's got John Morrison in it. I've never seen it. I'm just guessing. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't watch many wrestling movies. I mean, The Wrestler, that was good, right? That wasn't WWE. So The Wrestler and Beyond the Met, they'd be the two best ones. I don't think I've ever... There's not that many wrestling movies to be a bad one, is there? I mean, Does Thunder in Paradise count as a really long movie? They had that sort of pilot episode that went on for ages. That was terrible. I don't know. I don't really have an answer for that one. So I'm sorry. And that was all the questions. Thank you for sending them in. As always, keep an eye out on uh, Twitter at Simon316. Make sure that you ask your question as and when we decide to do one of these big Q&As. I just thought it made sense this week because like, there's not, again, there's not a huge, huge amount going on. I know New Japan had their... Um, I can never pronounce it properly there. Fukush Chimama show. Not right. <laughs> Don't know how you pronounce that. Uh, and apparently that was very, very good. Uh, but again, that's kind of eking into to New Japan territory where I'm still... I, I, keep, I keep up to date as much as I can with, with New Japan. But that may be out of my wheelhouse at the moment. I kind of uh, uh, watch the major shows... Uh, watch the major shows and, and take it from there. But yeah, you know, the big thing this week was the GFW stuff for me and that and that fallout. And I am going to be intrigued to see what happens with it. I do think it's a shame and I do hope that they're all, all right because, again, I think they're really good. Uh, well, not necessarily really good, but I think they serve a purpose and I would hate for them to to go anywhere. There was a rumor this week that, and I don't know how true this is, there's so much bollocks on the internet. There was a rumor this week, though, that WWE is now deliberately being difficult with the court case or the lawsuit they've got going on with CM Punk because they wanted to get in contact with them and have, and have a chat. And so I do get a lot of people tweeting me saying, oh, do you think CM Punk will ever come back? And I just don't think he's ever going to come back. Because A, and I don't know him, uh, you know, I only know, I only know his character, obviously. But he doesn't seem like the type of guy who is backing down anytime soon. He seems like quite a, quite a stubborn guy, and I'm sure that he, he, he should be that type of person, um, you know, for whatever reason. I'm sure, he feels, I'm sure he feels utterly justified. But to me, if you're that stubborn, why are you going to back down to a company that you believe has treated you very badly? Now, obviously, you can argue maybe he comes back to wrestling in a different guise, but I don't think he's going to do that until he has another UFC fight. It's been a year since his last UFC fight, and I don't think he's gone quiet for fun. I think he's trying to get better. And I think after the buy rate, which did do very well, that UFC has decided, hey, we can actually use CM Punk. And don't forget, UFC need money after their sale. They took out a lot of loans. I can't remember the name of the company that bought them now. But they took out a lot of loans, and they need, they need to pay that off. And CM Punk does draw money. So I think we'll see one more then. I, then, will I do I think he comes back to wrestling? Maybe. But I don't think he comes back to WWE. So any rumor, in my opinion, you read about that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy into it too much. I don't even think I want to see him come back. I don't think he'd be treated or used in the way that we'd want him to be treated or used. I think it would just be more of the same than we had last time. That would upset us all. So let's not do that. Let's not, let, let's not do that. 
I just don't. I just think it's going to be upsetting all around, and they'd probably fall out again. And then where are we? Just sadness, sadness and lies. Nobody wants that. And I did like CM Punk. Like, I don't want people to know he's an asshole behind the scenes. I don't care what anybody's like behind the scenes. Same with Baron Corbin. Again, apparently the, the reason Baron Corbin's push stopped is because he got into an argument with Dr. Maroon about concussions issues. That's nothing to do with me. Nothing to do with me whatsoever. I like reading about it, and I love all the backstage stuff, but I don't think that stuff should affect you know, how someone is backstage. If they're good in front of the camera, I don't think it should have any correlation. Of course it does, because politics is a thing. <laughs> and politics will always, will always screw that stuff over. But... I don't, if someone is the biggest prick ever, like Austin apparently used to be a prick backstage. He's the first one to admit that it'd be very difficult. I don't care. In front of the cameras and in microphone in his hand, Austin was the best. Like everyone said Bret Hart took himself too seriously. I don't care. Because if that meant it, it led Bret Hart to being this super believable and super awesome guy, fine. I mean, I don't, I don't know these people. And I don't, I don't have any, any, any right to how they live their lives. It's like Chris Jericho. If I ever listen to talk as Jericho, I think Jericho comes across... And he, he probably deserves this, given how much he's achieved. But he always comes across as almost intolerably, um, intolerably arrogant to me. And I struggle with that. But I love him in front of the camera. So I don't care. Be arrogant. You're a rock star and a wrestler. I'd probably be arrogant. You're living all my dreams. So, yeah, I, I don't know how I even got, got onto that now. I just don't, I don't like it when that stuff spills out and, and affects what could be good in front of the camera. Because that's what we need. But, you know, we, we will wait and see. Uh, coming up, obviously, we've got Raw. We've got SmackDown. We'll have the final of the May Young Classic next week, too. Um, don't know what that's going to do, 205 Live. It pushes 205 Live back by an hour or whatever. So it's probably going to absolutely screw that. But we will see. We'll see what happens. And we'll see. Uh, and, and, we'll take it, and, and we'll take it from there. Uh, so it's a slightly, um, a slightly shorter Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling podcast this week. I usually like to go about an hour. We're clocking in about 40 minutes at the moment. But I think that's fine. Hopefully you've still got your dose of my voice and talking about wrestling. As always, all questions at Simon316. I'll always correlate them for when I do a call out for uh, for, for a QA and a and I'll make sure I, I throw them in there. Again, you can find me on Twitter at Simon316. Just doubled up what I said there. Facebook group, Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast. On Patreon at patreon.com for Simon316. YouTube, The Miller Report. Go to What Culture, watch my Y videos, watch my ups and downs videos, because why not? And just go out there and have a lovely day. If you have a lovely day, you have a lovely evening, and then maybe tomorrow will be pretty good too.